So you're waking up kind of late on a Monday. Okay. Your boss asked you the previous night to close mm-hmm. the bar. Sure. And everyone in the kitchen was sick. Um, so the kitchen was closed. Okay. It was just you bartending, and it was kind of slow for a Sunday night. So you slept in uh-huh. because you were kind of high at work. Sure. And since there was no one around, you made like a like a grilled cheese in the kitchen by yourself. Yeah. And you ate it real fast. It was pretty good. I like this so far. It was a good night. All the tips were your own. You didn't have to tip anybody out. But when you wake up at 1, it's because your phone keeps going off. Mm-hmm. And you look at it and you have uh, 43 missed calls <laughs> and 68 text messages. Okay. What do you do? Well, I check the text messages. <laughs> <laughs> so you look at the text messages and they're all like, what the fuck, Jake? What did you do? And like a lot of them are from your boss and he seems really mad and he's pissed and most of the, the calls... Or she... Or she. But in this scenario, it's a guy. All right. She was sick, too. They all had bird flu. So (laughs) you keep looking at the messages, and everyone seems really angry because uh, last night when you were making your grilled cheese, (laughs) you forgot to turn the gas off. And the next morning at your work was detailing day. So 28 coworkers showed up. And when they turned on the stove, the whole place exploded. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And of those 28 people, seven of them died. I love it. And the rest were injured. (laughs) All of the rest of them. Were injured in some way. Your boss, all of his hair burned off. (laughs) Okay. So you have like a bunch of voicemails from him Uh where he's just losing his mind. And you can kind of... You can hear him, like, feeling the pain on his scalp, on yeah. his bare scalp, because all of his hair burns. He mentions it, like, he mentions it, like, four or five times. Sure. In all of those voicemails. What do you do? Um, okay, so I just got these voicemails and text messages. Yeah. Um, I avoid them. I just don't, like, I just don't do anything. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I start looking for another job. The phone rings rings again, and it's your boss. Uh-huh. Do you ignore it? I pick it up, but I answer in like a different, like a weird voice. It's not my voice. How does it? What does it sound like when you answer? Like hello. <laughs> <laughs> and your boss goes, "What the fuck, Jake? I know this is you." By the way, you're fired. In case you didn't know, you're fired. And also, everyone's suing you. And then he hangs up. Oh, yeah, he hangs up. I don't have to yeah. pretend to be Italian Yeah, anymore. he, there's thing you heard sirens in the background. Like, there's all, just like four or five fire trucks there. Just a lot of cops. Everyone's just in pain. You can hear people in pain behind him. He's right. got more important things to deal with. He just wanted to make sure you knew you were fired. You're not welcome back to the establishment that doesn't exist. I'm not that concerned that I was fired. More like, did a bunch of people get More like, murdered well, by me? seven of them. Yeah. Of the 28. Okay. 21 of them are seriously injured. I mean, there's bodily harm. Okay. 
one person that you worked with, both of their legs were blown off. <laughs> um, another coworker is stuck in the ceiling still. <laughs> they can't get him out. Okay, so I'm aware that all this is happening. Yeah, you see it in all the text messages. I'm pretty sure my I'm an Italian guy ruse didn't work. <laughs> and uh, I think I'm in trouble. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you're in trouble. Well, you're fired, and you're gonna be sued by 28 people. <laughs> uh, to, uh, excuse me, 21. Because, well, the families, I guess, of those seven people that are dead will probably sue you too. Yeah, I'm getting the shit sued out of me. Yeah. For having made a grilled yeah. cheese sandwich. Yeah. So what do you what do you do next? You now you've got all this info. What do you, how do you go about your day? I leave town. <laughs> <laughs> I look for a mega bus to get me to just another city so you're scrolling on your phone and uh at like 1 15 your alarm goes off because that's the time like you wanted like you wanted to wake up yeah and uh it's like the tail end of uh every day by buddy holly do you know that song no it's like every day it's a getting closer yeah I know that song. it sounds really cool it's like a soothing old buddy holly classic yeah it's very simple, and you hear the tail end of it because you have a radio alarm, mm-hmm. and uh, then the DJ comes on while you're still like looking for plane tickets, like real cheap to get out of town. Where do you go, by the way? Okay, so this is assuming I'm me and I live in Brooklyn, right? Yeah, yeah, you're in Brooklyn. Philadelphia, probably. You go to Philly? Yeah. Okay, cool. So you're looking... And then the radio DJ comes on, and he's like, yeah, that was Every Day by Buddy Holly. Coming up next, we got a special request for Jake Flores. Y'all enjoy Every Day by Buddy Holly. And it just plays again. Every day. It's a closer. Okay. And then you can, he's, the the radio DJ sounded um, kind of fearful, intimidated. <laughs> like, you, it was very odd that he would play... Something for you, right? Yeah, he got like muscled into it. It kind of sounds that way. Yeah. It sounds like maybe he has like a gun to his head or something. Sure. You know? I turn off the radio. Okay, so you turn off the radio. You're still looking for tickets. You're packing your case, right? Your suitcase to get out of town. Uh-huh. Uh, radio comes on, still playing. Still the same DJ playing a song for you. And this time it's like, Jake Flores, we got a special message coming to you. Please adopt me. I need a dad. This is uh, Every Day by Buddy Holly. <laughs> Every day, it's a getting closer. Yeah. Yeah. So you go to turn it off again, I assume, because that's kind of eerie, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. I'm like, I'm, I'm freaked right. out by this. So I just turn off everything that it's playing on. Cool. So you plug, you probably unplug it from the wall. You have your stuff packed and you're ready to go. And uh, you you have a bike, right? Yeah. So you you exit the front door and you go to your bike and out by your bike is like um like a pretty pretty tall man. He's standing there. He looks kind of stressed out. He's got like one of his legs kicked up on the side of your bike like it was a car. Sure. And he's and he's uh he's wearing like a Ravens t-shirt and like a long purple robe and he's got like a big wizard hat and he's just waiting there by your bike. What do you do? Um I guess I go up to him, and I start to unlock my bike from the thing it's locked to. And he goes, hey, Jake, I'm a wizard of Baltimore. Um, I need a favor. Um, I pretend like I have headphones in, and I didn't hear him. 
Okay. I keep nodding my head. But you don't actually have headphones in, right? No, I'm, I'm like faking it. Okay. So he waves his hand and your bike is now levitating okay. behind you. So his, your bike is essentially held hostage and he looks you in the eyes and says, um, I really need you to watch after my nephew for the rest of your life, if you wouldn't mind. And he hands you adoption papers. And he says, he's a really good kid. He'll take care of you. He's a he's a good he's a good kid. And then you see out of the corner of your eye, the this little kid sitting in the front seat of a sedan, and he's got his like his hands up against the window, and his face is like breathing on the window, and he's just looking at you with the most beautiful big blue eyes. And he's wearing like this little he's probably eight. And he's wearing like this little red t shirt and like blue overalls, and he doesn't even know that he's like condensating on the glass. But he's looking straight at you. That's his nephew. Uh huh. Do you sign the adoption papers? Okay. After he says says all that stuff, I mime pulling earbuds out of my ears, and like I have no idea what you just said. And then I just like, you know, I go and I jump and reach for my bike, <laughs> even though it's levitating. But I act like it's normal because I think of my bike all the time. Yeah. So it's levitating about 15 feet in the air. Okay, so I can't get it. Not at all. Okay. And he kind of watches you, and he tosses his cigarette aside. And he says, hey, can you adopt my nephew, please? I'm kind of in a hurry. <laughs> well, I ask him, like, um, um, wh- like, if I adopt your, like, why are, you, why are you asking me to adopt your nephew? Like, I, um, I got my own shit going on here with this whole leaving town thing. He can fix all that for you. That's the deal, right? That, I mean, it's up to you, really. My nephew's incredibly more powerful than me, and I honestly can't handle him anymore. He's just a bit much. He's looking for a father figure, and he likes you. Like a wizard of... Wizard Wizbo. Wizard Wizard of Baltimore. Baltimore. Yeah. What you're telling me is that if I adopt your child, this is directly related to the trouble I'm in. Like, you'll make this stop happening? Well, yeah, all that stuff's your fault, but... Basically, if you want to stay here, anybody that approaches you from here on out, as long as you adopt my nephew, when they approach you and they feel bad about something that you did that was your fault, they erase uh, all their memories of you doing that are erased by my nephew and replaced with a memory of you making them laugh. So instead of them remembering how you killed seven people and blew up your job, (laughs) <laughs> and injured 21 other people they just remember you making them laugh heartily and that's what my nephew can do for you also you get a thousand dollars a week for the rest of your life to take care of him now we're talking what's the little also you name? have to kill a pet every day because that's what he eats <laughs> all right what you when you say i have to kill a pet like, like a lizard like a chameleon anything that a could bird. possibly be a pet uh no it has to be owned by a person and then at this point like he steps behind the sedan and he pulls out this bag he like drags this bag it looks to be about 350 pounds (laughs) and uh there's like a trail of blood (laughs) coming out from underneath it and he goes i've got 350 pounds of pet carcasses here for you you can freeze them it'll last you two months so it's like just a mixture of stuff and he goes you can move to a bad neighborhood you know you can get a pet that people maybe won't miss you just got to snap their necks and feed it to my nephew every day. He eats one pet a day. But sure. it could be a small pet. Like, one day he could have 
a chameleon, and then maybe the next day he has a small dog. Yeah. But eventually you'll have to, like, snap the neck of a St. Bernard. Okay. Um, but he can help. He can fix every. You get money. He'll erase memories of people whenever, you know, you don't want them to remember some shitty thing you did. And so he hands you the adoption papers. And on the front, it's like four or five pages. And on the front, it just says in big, bold letters, adoption papers. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then there's just initials on every pages and like a full signature at the end. Sure, sure. It's just a contract. Yeah. And he's just he's kind of forcing it on you. What do you do? And he was very antsy. He's like trying to get out of here. I run. You run? Yeah. Okay. I don't want to own this guy's shitty kid. Cool. So your bike's still <laughs> levitating. <laughs> oh, you the bike. Yeah. You run past the sedan. Um, you see the uh, nephew's face as you pass the sedan, and he looks completely heartbroken. And as you're <laughs> like just. Utter I don't, despair. I don't give a shit. He just really admired you and has been like watching you for a couple of years, no big deal. But he's picked <laughs> you out very specifically. Uh-huh. And he's just completely devastated. And you feel from every direction of the universe um giant storm clouds just zeroing in on you. So from north, south, east, and west, you feel maybe like a mother cell coming towards you. Okay. And there's, like, negative ions in the air, and all your hair stands on end. And as you're running, uh, the Wizard of Baltimore's nephew appears directly in front of you. And instead of the big, beautiful blue eyes that you saw at first, they're now pitch black holes of despair. (laughs) And you feel your consciousness leave your body, and it is transported into a stuffed rabbit. Oh, that motherfucker. That he carries around with him yeah, for the rest of your life. I'm just in the rabbit. So you never die. Um, just eternally just in his dumb fucking you rabbit. You can never eat again. You can never have <laughs> sex. You live just, you exist solely as a consciousness among his collection of stuffed animals. Oh, bitch. Yeah, but you get to watch him every day. Like, he'll, he's, you just hang out in his room with other stuffed animals and you just watch him come in and he plays with his little stuffed animals and pretends like, has them like do little dates and stuff and then he leaves for a while and he comes back but you're there for eternity well that's a nightmare scenario but at least no one knows that i killed those people with that sandwich they all know (laughs) no everyone still knows they don't know that it's the rabbit that i'm in though yeah that's true no one can find you (laughs) i feel kind of vindicated that i'm just the rabbit yeah but you'll never i mean no that's experience again i don't want to i mean that sounds like a nightmare i'm glad it worked out for you though (laughs) maybe did i win maybe i did 